Hello, and welcome to episode 56 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me forever and always, the man, the myth, the trash monster, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. And the shortcut. Sorry, off. I forgot something before That's, the show started. That's just wonderful. <laughs> he took Sorry, it off. What was that? He, he took it off, ladies and gentlemen. He took it off. Um, I called you a trash monster, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. But on this week's episode, we're going to discuss some shakeups during the production of Bond 25, Hans Zimmer's score for Wonder Woman 84, and uh, we're going to shine a little light on the Batman prequel series, all before diving into our flick of the week, Bad Time. But first, Al, <laughs> what are we drinking? <laughs> uh, sorry, I was uh, I was running late, and I was racing around trying to get everything sorted, and I, I just forgot to take my shirt off. It's, it's my bad. <laughs> it, it's, that's quite all right. Um, I don't know if you had as much. There's beer everywhere right now, and I'm cleaning it up. Uh, I don't know if oh, you know. I, yeah. I struggled during the intro there, and I couldn't pop the tab. It was like cemented down in the back. Oh, I had one of those where I was set to go, and I cranked it to get a nice pop, and it almost won the battle against my nail. <laughs> yeah, I was afraid uh, of that. So we are drinking 14th Star Brewing Company's Maple Breakfast Stout, brewed with real maple syrup. It is a beer from Vermont, as it says at the top, craft brewed in Vermont. Beautiful. I got this on my trip up there for my buddy's wedding. Nice. Um, it's a pint, of course. Um, Comes in pints. Growing up in Vermont, it was always exciting to see my prepare Furland craft liquid gold from a simple maple tree. Is Furland the name? keeping with this tradition of craftsmanship, we brewed our maple breakfast stout with 100% Vermont maple syrup and Northern Bayou cold brew coffee. We hope you enjoy this dark and delicious beer. I'm excited for this. This looks wonderful. Cheers. It smells pretty wonderful, too. That was, that was terribly weak. While you take a sip and give your little <laughs> review, I'm going to find another glass. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I usually have one. Well, we have the glass bottle. It makes it uh, easier, and I didn't have one, so I just flicked it really hard. Mm. That's nice. It is. Um, not nearly as intense as I expected, although I guess that's what makes it a breakfast stout. It's supposed to be more subtle? Yeah, I think that's the idea, is that it's breakfast beer is supposed to be a little lighter, more drinkable version, so that you could drink it at breakfast, I suppose. Although I don't think that they're designed to be, although that is a thing. Um, in Germany, uh, from what I understand, uh, there is it is acceptable to drink beer for breakfast. Well, not as a meal, but with breakfast. <laughs> my dad said uh, my dad used to travel to Germany uh, pretty often for work, um, less so now. Um, and he said that when he was one one day he was flying back from Germany, he's in the airport. He had a fairly early flight, and he went to pick up. A quick bite to eat for breakfast um, in the terminal while he's waiting for his flight. And he's sitting there, and there's a German guy drinking beer with breakfast. And so my dad asked him about that, and he says, oh, yes, you know, it's very, very common in Germany. He goes, uh, what are you what are you drinking? What are you for, you know? He goes, oh, I'm drinking uh, Budweiser. The, these weak American beers are very good for uh, breakfast. <laughs> 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 that's great that's great it just reminds me of uh drinking beer at breakfast it just reminds me of the bachelor party and it was we were making eggs and 
Barrett cracked open a beer, and it was like, it, it, it somebody had to start the train. Yes. All right. And it was just when it cracked, it was almost as if everybody else in the room was like, "You can do that." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed to that sort of thing, especially in that sort of circumstance. I probably would have kicked off with something more like a uh, screwdriver, mimosa, even a, maybe well, a cranberry with vodka. Like that's kind of what the it was like a a fruity. Yeah, I think like, it had a shandy or something. Shandy. So. Yeah, it was it, it it worked. It I think that's like the, that was our justification as we drank it. I mean, it didn't justify what followed at eleven, but <laughs> it, <it's, laughs> I mean that was um, close that was enough. Quite a day of drinking. Yeah, it was it was a marathon. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm just I'm I'm smelling this delightful beer. Um, I like because it. Because it's it's coffee. The maple is pretty subtle. I think it's more of like an accent with something as strong as a stout yeah. or something as bold as a stout. Were you expecting like a a straight up sweetness when you when you picked this? Uh, I was expecting it to be more maple, but I kind of just picked it to be authentic to the Vermont experience. They they like their. Maple syrup. I, I mean, I. For those of you who don't know, I uh, spent several years of my childhood in Vermont, uh, and thus I have quite a love for real maple syrup myself. Hmm. Uh, let me stress. Sometimes real maple I syrup. put a little maple syrup in my hair when I'm having a rough weekend. What do you think keeps it up slick? <laughs> Wedding crushers. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I love uh, real maple th- maple syrup. If it's that like, the Aunt Jemima or whatever that sort of shit, like that's like. It's just seventy five fructose corn syrup. Seventy five percent corn syrup, three percent maple, and whatever the rest percent, you know, mm-hmm. real original recipe. Yeah. Um, I I only if I'm like crawling through the desert type of thing. <laughs> right. it, so it can kill you faster. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I, I gotcha. it's really, really, really a last option. I I don't. I really don't like it very much at all. Actually. Yeah, it's not. It's not the best, <laughs> but a, like, a, a legit maple syrup, find, though. I'll try to find that. an alternative if I can't get real syrup. Like, I'd rather put just, like, plain jelly or something like that on. For for the amount of times that I'm consuming syrup, I'm pretty I sure mean, that it's always available to me for to have the good stuff. Because I'm never true. really, I mean, like, seeking it out. I don't go out for... Like breakfast or brunch like that very often, mm-hmm. so I don't run across it very often. If I do have it, it's on like a Saturday morning at the house, sure. and we always keep maple syrup. So yeah, yeah, because the, the shit will last forever. Yeah, we got a we got a good chunk of that sitting around because it's, it's good stuff. It's a good stuff. I like to use it in some random recipes here and there. Kim put yeah. it in our overnight oats. That's that's nice. a, that's a treat. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a way treat. to do it. You can make your own uh, wet walnuts ice cream topper. It's whew. interesting. Ooh, is that a treat? <laughs> I, I will say the last time I had maple syrup was when we went to Yonkers and I had that chicken and waffles. And that, that looked was, damn good. It was delightful. There was a tooth in someone's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> actually, oh, you, you tried a bite of it, right? It was good, wasn't it? That fucking hot sauce, too? I actually don't think I had a bite of that. Or maybe Kim did. I think Kim did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, for, from all accounts, for those that did try it, they, they did seem to enjoy it thoroughly. I I noticed some buyer's remorse around the table when they saw it come out. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Especially that's Carly funny. with her rock laden <laughs> breakfast. Is that a fang? <laughs> Is that someone's fang? 
That's uh, that's a pebble, isn't it? That's a, that's just a pebble. That's straight up rock. Pebble. It's a rock. <laughs> it was there was a rock in her food. There's nothing more to this story. <laughs> we told the waitress she was very disinterested. <laughs> yeah, alarmingly so, actually. <laughs> um, uh, what are you well, gonna do? Yeah, it's all right. Well, I enjoy this beer though. Uh, yeah, I would I'm definitely drink this a lot more of this. I will. I can tell you for a fact. I will drink more of this because I have two more cans sitting on my shelf over there. Nice. Nice. Although in an alarming turn of events, I looked at – so what happens is when I acquire beers for the show, I take one of each and I put it on a specific shelf on the door of the fridge down here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I got one this of those way, shelves going. This way I know. Well, I set it up like that because you had them all over the place in your fridge and I was like, this we can't do this anymore. You're, you're going to lose track of the beers. Because well, you never I, seem to know what's well, in your fridge. You just need to keep track of the beers, and I pull the beer out that you tell me we're having today. That's no, all. but you had it mixed in with your other multi-purpose beers? I was running out of space, Al. You don't understand. I, this is what happens when I bring you a... a all the beer? This is what happens when you bring me all the beer. <laughs> a carefully curated assortment of beers for the show. You know what the problem is? This is a logistical problem, folks. It is. The top shelf is able to fit bottles. Bottom shelf tall cans. The bottom shelf, shelf can't by like a millimeter, and it's yeah. very frustrating. <laughs> I have a shelf like that in my fridge too. It's annoying. The door or if it's if it's the short beers, but not the tall beers. The door can fit three standing bottles, but they will wobble like it's no one's business. However, mm, yeah, did yeah. find out the door can hold a crowler perfectly. <laughs> so, well, got, got, who, I'm still working through the system. As someone who last week. Uh, accidentally dropped a bottle off the top shelf of my standing fridge. You have a mini fridge. I dropped right. a bottle of beer off the top shelf of my standing fridge, and it fell Not to the ground. Oh, good. Um, didn't shatter. Really? It landed perfectly on the corner of the cap and bent it ever so slightly so I guess I have to vol- drink this now. <laughs> a volcano of beer <laughs> blasted all over the place. That's amazing. That could have it would have been better for you if it shattered. It sounds no, like. no, no. I much I would have much rather I was not wearing shoes. Yeah, so it could have been worse. Much, it could have landed on your foot, and that would have that could have broken something. Eh, at this point, a cares? toe here, a toe there. What, what's it do you at I've, this point? I think I've broken a couple toes. Whatever. Yeah, um, you, you get over it. You don't. You yeah. can't do anything about it. You just let it happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of times if you break a toe, as long as the bone's not sticking out, you don't even really get it taken care of, which yeah. was the case for two of my toes. My, my, uh, my pinky is all sorts of screwed up. It's all sorts of angles. It goes left and right. Broken a couple of times. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, it's fine. They're fingers, 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 toes, they'll be all right. Nothing, I probably shouldn't have worry about. taken care of. But, <laughs> In hindsight... <laughs> In hindsight, it's pretty fucked up. Um, I swear I'm not flipping you off. <laughs> no, thankfully it's not the middle finger. It's, it's the ring finger on that hand. Um, so I went over by... So yeah, so anyway, going back to what I was saying. I have the shelf with all the beers. I have like, you know, nine or ten single beers of each... One of each type of beers for the show coming up. The rest of them sit on like shelves right next to the fridge. And... Yesterday, when I went down there, that it is, I have like multi like levels of like a rack basically. It's like all like different like shelves of like a metal wire rack. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff up there is my brewing stuff. Some of it is beer stuff. Some of it's miscellaneous stuff. And 
I God, just I just hope it's in a box labeled miscellaneous stuff. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I noticed that one of my cans of beer that I got from Vermont blew up. All right. Just, just sitting on the top of the shelf, and the top of the can was mangled straight up and down, and it blew half the can all over the place. How did that and happen? And the can... The same can of, like, the, the next can of the same. I, I had four of those beers. One of them is in your fridge. One of them is in my fridge. And two of them were sitting on the rack. The other one was just as mangled and looked like it was on the verge of exploding as well. Which beer is this? Why are we drinking that one before it explodes in my refrigerator? Because <laughs> if it's in your refrigerator, it's probably fine. Do you, do you know what could have caused the explosion? The only thing I can think is, one, if it's a bad batch of beer which there's no way of knowing that until you drink it. Or two, if it wasn't canned properly and there was, because it's under pressure, if it was, you know, the, if the metal faulted. <laughs> um, or three, if it's next to a heat source, that could cause it, the pressure would escalate and it could burst. So I put the other one back in the fridge because the one that, the third can that's sitting in my fridge is fine. Hmm. Yeah, you're going to taste that one first. That's your right. mission, should you choose to accept it. <laughs> I will drink the one that tried to explode Okay. sometime this week to make sure it's okay. Sounds wonderful. But the third can is fine. It's not It's not bulging in any way, shape, or form. So, And that's the one that's in the fridge. So, so okay. Speaking of mini fridges and beer fridges, I've got a question for you. I'm going to try to explain this apparatus that is inside of this fridge. And you're going to try and tell me what it's for. On the door of the refrigerator, there is a narrow section where you can lay cans down and stack them. Yes. Inside of that, there is a flap. Mm Mm-hmm. Little flap thing. What I've realized that I can do with the flap is hold it out so that I can gently place a beer down into the thing. Once. (laughs) And then once the beer is down there, I can't do it again because it's blocking it. (laughs) So I have to drop the rest of the beers on the top. What's the flap for? Go. <laughs> um, I think I've seen that in your fridge. I'm going to have to take a picture of this and send it out for those listening. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen that in other mini fridges. And unless I'm misremembering what it looks like, you're supposed to drop them in through the top. Yep. And you pull the flap out to dispense one single beer can to yourself. No. It's not a... That's not the uh, it's not the way this apparatus is structured. <laughs> I'll have I've seen to... that in fridges, and I assumed that's what that was. For that makes well. that makes sense. Uh, I agree, but the way that this thing is structured, the they are all stacked, and you could just take a beer out of the bottom, and they drop down. It might be installed upside down. It's not. A, I didn't do it. It just it was on the door. <laughs> I didn't say by you. I'm just saying it might be installed upside down. I didn't say it was your Maybe. fault. Maybe. All right. We'll get to the bottom of this. We'll have the listeners figure this one out for me. <laughs> well, anyway, I recommend this beer. I do, too. And what I really would like to recommend is I feel like a nice little fire, a little fire going, sitting down, a little blanket over the legs. Well, it's a Vermont beer, this? and it's a stout, so it definitely it could definitely go with colder weather. But for some reason, I'll tell you not for some, for some reason, I'll tell you the reason. I was just having a bunch of wings and I was looking for a savory beer and that was what I wanted to drink. That's why we're drinking this. Well done. Good choice. Really happy with it. Well done. 14th Star Brewing Co. Keep up the good work. Our first story 
Wait, no. Oh. I'm going to tell us what the first oh. story is. Dun, dun, dun. Sorry. Break, usually... Breaking nuggets. <laughs> breaking news and nuggets. Well, you told me before, like an hour ago that you had no news. I had no news. Then... It's a slow news week. I showed up, and then all of a sudden you had news, and all of the news I'm pretty sure you stole from me, but then I, I'm not going to actually level any accusations. I, I can promise you that I did not, because if you look at the Flipboard magazine, you can see the articles that I added about it. Oh, I mean, I, that's the you've still done that to cover up. You could have done that to cover up the crime. That you can follow, too. <laughs> <laughs> Neither here nor there. Shameless um, plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I got myself in the headspace where I was like, oh, he's got no news. I have news this week. I'll just do the news section. So, tr- truth story. <laughs> Not true story. Truth story. Um, I was writing the intro, and I was like, well, I got to find something, because I have nothing to say at the beginning of the show. <laughs> so I went. I to told the you I would take care of it. It's, it's fine. That's, that's, yeah, but I went to the flipboard, and I figured, oh, if I could at least find a couple things, thinking that maybe they'd be different from what you had, we'll have some even more, more stuff to talk about. Um, sure. That clearly did not happen. It sounds like I have at least one unique story, so that's good. You do. Okay. Take it away, Alessandro Bielsi. I had a beer-related nugget. <laughs> so I figured we transition from the beer to a beer nugget. beer nugget, and that beer nugget is that today I was doing beer stuff, beer stuff. Uh, dry hopping the newest Al's Ales, which I did in fact brew last week, and it smelled delicious. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I am too. I'm pretty damn excited. When now that can it's we been expect made, it? I'm pretty excited. What? When can we expect it? We can expect it in three weeks. Three weeks. That's the timeline that I have to watch Cloud Atlas? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that. Because let's hash it out on air. Um, I'm already in the beginning stages of planning the next beer. Excellent. And I, me and friend of the podcast, Josh, who is my frequent assistant on these sorts of things, who's going to be taking on a larger role in the next beer because... The Igor to your Frankenstein. <laughs> I'm glad that you got the reference. I figured you would. I knew you were a big Mel Brooks fan. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's an inside joke between me and him. <laughs> It doesn't bear explaining. It's not yeah, that fun. Less fear in the moment. Um, Watch Young Frankenstein. That's all. Yeah, that, I mean, that's really the biggest takeaway from this conversation. Um, what hump? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I promise I'll try to stop derailing you. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, so I want to do it in mid-September-ish. I think I have a date. Are you free on, I think, September 15th? It's a Sunday? Hard to say. Because if you were, I think that's when me and Josh are going to brew the next batch of beer. I figured you might want to come be a part of that. Okay, we're going to have to figure that one out. Uh, it's Kim's birthday is the 13th, and I'm trying to plan something for that weekend. So, mm-hmm. Fair. May not happen. I think that was the day, because he had some stuff going on in certain weekends in September as well. Um, because the idea is, we're going to make a pumpkin beer... We want it to be ready. For oh, yeah. Pumpkin. Yes, for the pumpkin beer tasting. For, I was hoping that would, if, <laughs> in case you were still on the fence. And no, um, it's already, I'm already got, I got the wheels are turning. I'm planning okay. it. I got ideas. <laughs> I figured it's end of August, so the pumpkin beers are just starting to come out. It's enough time for you to start planning it. I will have a contribution to it now. 
a real tangible one. So, and for those of you that are not familiar with this, um, when my roommate and I lived in Hoboken, we would have a pumpkin beer tasting each year where folks would come over. We would have and just this tremendous amount of every pumpkin beer we could find. And we would we just, about you know, 40. We, yeah, it was we had a good selection. And we would do a little tasting. Everybody would have a sip, you know, a little, little pour, two to four ounces. Yeah. Um, that, you know, 40 beers, uh, 40 of those will, you know, that'll do stuff to you. But um, we haven't done it since I left Hoboken. And I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, that seemed like a daunting task. Why did it seem like such a daunting task? And the reason was, now, Michael did all the legwork. My old I was going to say, it's probably because Michael did most of the purchasing and storing of the he, beer. He did. The, here, was the, here is what the complications were. Michael would buy a six-pack of everything that he found. We would preserve one to two of those and we would need to make space for the rest. <laughs> so by the time the beer tasting came along, we had had all of these. A lot. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to take the new approach of the build your own six pack at every place that I can find and pick one to two of every pumpkin beer that I find rather than stock up. Well, you have a couple of things. One, you have more space if you do, do have, have house overflow. <laughs> yeah. You have a house instead of a small apartment. Um, and when... And where applicable, you can do the buy your own, you make your own six pack right. thing. I the, the couple of beer, the, uh, there's two main beer places I go to by me, and neither of them does that, unfortunately. So I would love to make use of that service for the show because I end up with kind of a similar thing to you, where I have a ton of leftover beer because I don't drink it that often anymore right. because I'm trying to lose some weight. Sure. Um. So this is like my one of like two nights where I get to drink beer during the week. Right. <laughs> Right. No, which makes sense. And it's a good move. Good move on you. Uh, but anyway, we're going to – we'll stock up on – and having having an Owl's Ale available for that is going to be very key, which means that we're going to have to figure out a nice little uh, nice little flicks episode to go along with it. Yes. I'll just – if you heard that, that was me just slamming my phone into the table. <laughs> that's my, uh, I, I assumed it bed. was your glass. What so percentage is this beer? <laughs> Why am I feeling it? It's not even oh, high. Are you – I, I don't know what it is. I, it's weird. It's not even high. Oh, my God. I'm a mess. All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, Alzales will I, I, make an appearance I, at the pumpkin tasting. Yes. So, right, the plan excellent. as of right now, though these things are fluid, is for it to be a spiced pumpkin porter. Oh, yes. Now, just to be clear, I said spiced pumpkin, not pumpkin spice. It's going to have pumpkin in it. Yeah. It's not going to be one of those BS beers. Oh, this isn't for you so much as the audience. This is going to be one of those ones that says, oh, pumpkin beer, and then, like, there's an asterisk, and then if you do, like, a, like, Where's Waldo thing and find where the asterisk leads to, when mm -hmm. it says, no real pumpkin, just pumpkin right. spice blend, mm -hmm. it's going to have some of those spices as well, but yeah. it's going to have pumpkin. Excellent. Several pounds of it, probably. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You should just, can you make the beer in a pumpkin? Can you make that happen? <laughs> do an open fermentation and do it yeah. inside of open pumpkin? Yeah, let's make that happen. I am so not the real project out of this. Make sure that that's <laughs> this is terrible, but damn, wasn't an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> I love everything about what you did, except for the product. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I'm very much looking forward to that. Because we'll review Hocus Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we uh, played like a Hocus I... Pocus drinking game last Halloween or two nice. Halloweens ago. That was good. There's some nice. good rules out there for that movie. I love those things. 
But you know, one of the I just did one of those weird like association things, like six degree separation type of thing. Sure. Um the first time I ever played a drinking game to a movie was without a paddle. Oh nice. Good good movie. Underrated it's a, comedy. It's a fun movie. Obviously. Which, my I know has your Dak favorite Shepherd. guy, Dak Shepard. Yep, yep, absolutely in love with him these days. <laughs> and I was watching a Dak Shepard movie while doing beer stuff today. Um, employee of the Month. Nice. Also, very good comedy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that was my weird association thing that just went nice. through. Like yeah. it. <laughs> and there's your peak at Al's brain. <laughs> yes, it's a twisted, warped, terrifying awesome. place, probably. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So Some good stuff comes out of it. I make pretty good beer, okay? You do make good beer. We're going to hit up the pumpkin beer from Al's Ales during the, uh, during the Halloween fest. What else you got? You uh, taking the news I will away. go with... I went from having two news stories to two and a half. Okay. So let's do the half, and two then we'll just jump to the other two, because we had them in common. So are you familiar with David Ehrlich, the movie reviewer for IndieWire? No, for whatever reason, the name sounds familiar, but no, I can't say that I am. Oh, so you probably have read his stuff or okay. seen him on Twitter, and that's why. And that's because the same thing, like for me, like if you just said David Ehrlich, I probably wouldn't be like, eh. But as soon as I saw his name on Twitter, I was like, and I clicked on his bio, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, now I kind of know who that is. Um, I saw someone retweet a tweet of his, and I found it comedic. So I'm going to read you that tweet, and you can then go forward, go forth and find it if you wish to read the story that he posted along with it. Okay. The tweet reads, Last week, I called Mile 22 the worst movie of the summer. (laughs) Brief sidebar, in case you guys haven't seen the million ads for it, especially online, not even on TV. I see them online all the time for Mile 22. It's a Mark Wahlberg, Lauren Cohen from uh, The Walking Dead, Ronda Rousey. It's a weird cast. uh, Some sort of action movie. Okay. Sidebar. Last week, I called Mile 22 the worst movie of the summer. My review of The Happy Time Murders begins with a sincere apology to Mark Wahlberg (laughs) and to all the readers of IndieWire. I spoke too soon. Please forgive me, and may God forgive us all. Oh, my God. That's great. And then he linked his review of The Happy Time Murders, which, in case you guys were not familiar with that one, it is the Melissa McCarthy movie with Muppet or Sesame Street-style puppets in it mm-hmm. where it's one of those like worlds where like people and puppets live alongside of each other apparently and we just don't talk about it yeah and yeah no we just don't talk about it it's just a thing right. that happens right um and the tagline for those of you who are still not familiar with this atrocity is um no sesame all street jesus <laughs> i'm pretty sure that whatever company that like owns sesame street or whatever they sued to get them to stop with the Sesame Street references and the puppets <laughs> and everything. They lost. <laughs> wow. Wow. It sounds as if the world would have been better off if they won. Though. Yeah, it seems that way. So, I mean, that's that's kind of funny. It Because Kim and I were talking about this earlier. It's like, we just want to go see a movie and there's nothing appealing right now. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen anything that I'm interested in seeing coming up until I saw... There's a movie coming out next week that looks interesting. Um, it's called Operation Finale. Uh, that sounds vaguely familiar. I literally just saw within the last day or two about it. Who's in and that? It's, 
It's Oscar Isaac, Ben yeah, Kingsley. Yeah, okay. I was just reading something about that. Based on a true story, uh, hunting down one of the big Nazi uh, like officers who escaped to Brazil. It's about the right. whole boys from Brazil thing. That's cool. Uh, so that looked interesting. Um, but other than that, yeah. It's, it's, it's got our boy in it, so. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a huge Oscar Isaac fan. Here. Yeah, we gotta make that happen. Yeah, because I, I was we we were talking about that and we're like would love to go see something in the theater, but um, there was nothing really appealing. And then I noticed like I haven't read a single one of these articles, but I keep seeing these headlines about Crazy Rich Asians and how well it's doing. Mm. And yeah. I'm curious. And it did seem it seems pretty funny from the trailer that I had seen like way back when what during whatever movie I was seeing. I've but, heard about it coming out, but I have not seen any trailers for it. I know it's been very, very successful. It was the top of the box office. So yeah. I'm intrigued. I guess I would go see that, but it wasn't really on my radar. But there's a lot of buzz about it being top of the box office and there's nothing out. So that's why I just think it's a little it might be a little skewed. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just... I hope not. I'm just saying that's that's the first thing that came to mind. I mean, for me, most of the time when I read, like, reviews of stuff, it's on stuff like IGN or mm-hmm. or whatever. So that's not the type of movie that would be reviewed on IGN. And hang on. Speaking of IGN for a second, I went back and looked up that story you had mentioned last week. And then was that a snowball effect of the editor that was fired for plagiarism? Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, I forgot Woo! you and me. Like, it feels like it was weeks ago that we recorded because yeah. we did it on Monday last week, and this yeah. is a Wednesday now. Right. We just that extra couple of days just it <laughs> felt like we missed off. a week. But I uh, so I I went down that rabbit hole and I watched like video after video of people talking about this and like yeah, you sent me that one video. video. I watched the whole thing. It was that was quite a bit. It was brutal. And then like the next like two days later, more stuff came out. I was like, this is. This is bad. Well, this guy's done. <laughs> yeah, no, he's <laughs> he's, he's not getting up from this one. Ooh, that was rough. Nor should he. You can just, a... I mean, you should. If you don't know that about that story, kind of, it, it is an interesting thing. You should go check it out. It's kind of, it's very scummy. Yeah, um, that guy's a dirtbag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just you can just Google IGN plagiarism. You'll find it. Um, we're not sponsored by Google or IGN or plagiarism. <laughs> 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 Go on. <laughs> I'm in rare form. You know why I'm in rare sponsors? form today? I'm in rare form because of that shit movie you made me watch. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Spoilers. <laughs> I didn't even say the name of the real movie. It's called Good Time. Yeah. I Go think on. everyone probably saw it in the title. Probably. Or Well, I'm saying whoa, this despite the fact that that's I haven't time travel. <laughs> um, spoiler alert, guys. I've written like 50... Three out of the fifty-five or fifty-four out of the fifty-six articles or yeah. episodes I, I, we've done. You know, that's that's being modest. You've written all but one. I think there was only one time where I had to sub in. Oh, was it just you one? Like I thought you weren't I available. Thought you <laughs> I thought you might have done two, but yeah, no, I knew there was at least one because it was. I remember like texting you, like, "Yeah, there's zero percent chance I'm going to write this." So have at it. <laughs> yeah, I hop in occasionally and drop in the uh, the needed punctuation that may be missing or something that might have happened when you typed it on your phone or something like that had happened, but uh, otherwise, it's all Oh, you. yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I I copy and pasted something I did in a notepad to you <laughs> because I couldn't get it onto the Spintune site. So yeah. I just like, it was like, oh, shit, I'm not home, not in front of my computer, like, typed it out on my, like, a draft and a note and just copied it and sent it. Oh, actually, I didn't even copy it. I think I screenshot it and sent it to you because I couldn't find out how to, like, do it fast enough. I, I, I remember there was something else going on and I was doing it, like, 
surreptitiously to get mm. it out. Like I was, I don't know if I was in the middle of something or if I was at work or something. I, I don't remember what was going on, but that it's just really funny. Um, I throw everything into Grammarly because I love that application um, for grammar check, punctuation, spelling, all that good stuff. Uh, I don't pay for it, so I don't get those. It's like seven other things that you could be doing to make this better. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> you really know how to pull the strings because I'm very close to purchasing that. But I have this like ridiculous paranoia of writing something and then sending it out and it being incorrect. And I do this with like every email that I write at work. I'll like I'll write it first in Grammarly and I'll move it over like unless the plugin's working that day. And uh, it's just like a funny little hang up that I have. And I don't know, like I don't really like I don't really care. Like if I sent it out and it was wrong, it'd be like, oh, like I don't. Yeah, I made a mistake. That's fine. But for whatever reason, I really want to get it right. <laughs> so I'll and I, you know I'm looking things up. I'm looking up tenses. I'm making sure that I have these things perfect when I write them. And earlier today, I was messaging some friends through Slack, which we use at work. But I also have like a private channel with friends and other developers that I've uh, worked with over the years. And um, I wrote some. I wrote co- the word compliment with an I, and then compliment with an E, and then I kept sending it. I said compliment, 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 compliment. I just kept sending it. And I was like, can somebody please pick the right one for the sentence? Because <laughs> I just couldn't, I just couldn't get it. And then I got that's, real angry at the English language. <laughs> that's been, that's one of those ones that like, because everyone's like, you know, two, 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 there, there, there. You know what I mean? Like the ones that people like commonly. Yeah. I sometimes forget that there's two compliments. Yeah. I don't think I've ever used one of them incorrectly because I think I just... I don't think I've ever actually made the association. You also probably never written are... it. You might not write the word often. <laughs> so you don't well, have you to know, think the, about probably, it. The, the thing is, I probably have only ever used one of them in like written word. That's probably what that might be. Right. <laughs> right. It's just um, one of those words that drives me crazy. I, the thing is, I'm never, because of that, and because of this hangup that I have, what it does is it turns off a little piece of my brain, and I'll never be able to get this right. No, I'm gonna no, have to no. look it up every time. <laughs> you firmly got that as a crutch now. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. I can say it a thousand times over and over again, and I will forget next time. Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely frustrating. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can get into um, to the the two main news stories there. Oh, sorry, I guess you have three. Um, Let's talk about. I, I keep, I keep pulling it too because I had two of them, and the third one. Felt less like news. Gotcha. It felt more like a discussion topic for whatever reason. Although I may be misremembering that too, honestly. So so let's talk about my boy Hans. Love the Hans Zimmer. Love listening to his music while I work. Uh, that was why I took it down to the store. I was like, oh, Anthony would love to hear about this. It's just fantastic. And he's doing the score for Wonder Woman 1984. Now, the fun part of the story that I was reading is like, Hans Zimmer is returns to Wonder do- Woman is the only thing that they consistently get shit right with. No, but that's a true statement. But um, the the story was how he said that he was done scoring superhero movies. And I was like, oh, why is that? And I thought and about it. And they keep pulling me back yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> just when I thought I was out. But they, uh, then I was reading a little bit further, and it's like, you know, 11 years doing Batman scores. And I'm like, that's fair. <laughs> you can you can be done, but you're coming back for this, and you know I I appreciate it because I absolutely love his movie. His songs are so epic, and 
just like the score for any of the movies that he does, except for unless you want to have like a heart attack or die sooner, don't listen to the Dunkirk one. Um, but Although, everything again, I else, I feel like he's more of a dark, dark ominous tone bow. guy. We're going to talk a little bit about that when we get into the movie. Considering the movie. <laughs> there's been ten years of internet jokes about insert inception noise here, I feel like that is. <laughs> That's totally fair. But I'm very excited about that. Um, the music in, in Wonder Woman was, correct me if I'm wrong, it was great to begin with. Uh, yeah, I'm struggling to remember anything specifically. I know you're offended by her like personal entrance theme. Which I, I'm pretty sure is him. It might very well be. But for whatever reason, that's like the, like, you know, everybody gets one. That, I'm that not thing, offended by it. I actually don't mind it. So that's the weird thing. I, I started to come around on it because I learned how to play it on guitar. Is it because you found out that Hans Zimmer wrote it? No, no, no. I, I'm still, I'm still kind of annoyed by it. That whole thing, I just, I don't need it. Um, it, you know what it was? It's not. It alone is fine, but it in the context of the movie, I just hate what they were doing with those DC movies prior to Wonder Woman. It's just, it's bad. But anyway, this is gonna be great. I've got no worries here. The music's gonna be phenomenal. Maybe all three parts of the movie are going to be great this time. It will. I'm. I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited. But I'm really excited about the music, and I'll be focused in on that when we. I rewatched the second half of that movie recently for the first time. It was like on HBO, and I was just like, "Oh, let me throw it on." And I guess I may have been mildly too harsh with the ending or the climax of the movie, mm-hmm. but only mildly too harsh. Just mildly. Yeah. Don't set everything on fire. Just cover it in lava. Yeah. Uh, still a pretty solid movie overall. That, I, I'm yeah, still yeah, enjoying it up to that part. super entertaining. I'm still, still a fan. Excited to see where this one goes. Uh, the next story... 1984 is, is where it goes. Well done. <laughs> uh, Shake-ups on the production of Bond 25. Now, I don't... I'm, I'm glad you said that this was part of your story. I don't have much on this other than... Danny Boyle no, just that left. He's out. He's no longer attached to this movie. Not directing it. Um, if they don't delay this movie, what is it going to be trash? Probably. Also, I saw tangential to that uh, that if they take too long to find someone else, they're going to lose Daniel Craig. Maybe they should take an extra minute then, because I'm fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> I like Daniel Craig, and I like Daniel Craig as Bond. Yeah, a lot of people um, I say that. I still have never seen Spectre, honestly. That's fine. So, um, we were done after Casino Royale. That, I mean, Skyfall was good. I eh. do. I still think it's ridiculous how many people like hype that up. It's it's not even close to as good as Casino Royale. No, Casino Royale is fantastic. It's it is. I know there's going to be a lot of older people, including my dad, who are going to vehemently disagree but casino royale is probably the best bond movie i uh a few watches of other ones i could probably get on board with that statement it is it's also i don't know it's one of the like it's a great movie in general yes and i think that's also what adds to it right because not only is it a great movie but they they pulled it off in the universe when you look at it on that scale you're right it of all of the bond movies it is the best movie just as movies go um but i also think and that actually i don't even think that's close no i I don't think so either 
Um, I do think it's the best Bond movie as well. Although I know his, my dad's favorite is Live and Let Die, which I also love. Mm. And the, I think my favorite of the older ones actually might have been Goldfinger. And I think that's like his uh, one. That's in his like <laughs> top three. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Those are probably my top three Bond movies. I remember always being a fan of The Man with the Golden Gun. It's way more campy, obviously. Uh, yeah. But I, but I enjoyed that one. Uh, I love I'm Golden Eye, so- again, but for the camp. Like, it's 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 great like that. But the Casino well, Royale is accessible, though. Yes. And that's... Well, it's supposed to be. It's an origin. Yeah. It's a, well, it was a reboot, whatever, you know. Yeah, and it's, and it's really well done. But I... Part of what I kind of miss about, like, the... When I was a kid watching James Bond movies, like the Pierce Brosnan ones, um, that they the attachment there was like no real attachment from movie to movie, like for like any of them really. Well, that's that's not just the Brosnan. No, movies. no, it's any it's any oh, of them. Those are the ones that I grew up with, though. Outside of the odd reference to a gadget from a previous movie right. that you would see from time to time in Q's lab, right. But that's but that's it, and I, I kind of like that. Each movie was its own little standalone story. It's like we understand the character, we understand where this stuff goes. That's cool to me. Like you don't need to, you don't need not not everything needs to be a trilogy. Not everything needs to be, or in this case, what is it? It's going to be like five now. Uh, that will be the fifth one with Craig. Yes, and there those movies are in line. Yes, um, still more loosely based than your average series but mm-hmm. still very much a series but that's kind of what, what i liked about it is like if you back in the day if you saw goldeneye and you missed tomorrow never dies and you saw the world is not enough did i get those in the, in the right order yes nice that, that's awesome <laughs> i don't think i've referenced those movies in a very long time so pulling on that feels like an accomplishment but anyway it's, if you were to skip... be, no it's got to be in your brain somewhere because you like me were huge fans of that. In oh yeah, the time no, they were out so. way ba- way back. Um, those VHS tapes are somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but the but like I said, if you were to skip the one in the middle, it wouldn't matter at all. Like there's no you miss nothing. Like there's no, no it doesn't all. matter. And whereas this, you might feel like you're missing some relationship connection or some backstory, and that is not the bond that I remember. And it's not really. It's kind of silly because, like, we're talking like twenty movies of that. Of you are just this is the character, this is the type of thing that happens, and that's okay. And I think that was a great formula to have, and to change this to make it a more sequential, not fully sequential, like where it's where you absolutely need to see the previous one, but to to tie them a little bit more tightly together, I feels like a mistake to me or a mistake. It's like they compromised between the two methodologies, which I don't mind. Mm. I I don't know. I feel like one either go all the way or don't, and don't with this series is, is more what I'm getting at. But that's just my personal opinion. I because I also I, like I said I like the fact that if I want to watch a Bond movie, I could take any of the first 21 Bond movies and throw it in. Doesn't matter, right? You could just enjoy that on its own. You get 22, 23, 24. Your now, and these are ridiculous numbers to be talking about, <laughs> which is pretty impressive, um, in its own right. But I don't know. You just I, it, it feels like it takes away from that whole like that whole series for me. But well, the the funny thing is, 
The one that's the most important to know what happened before it is quantum. Mm -hmm. And it's also the one that is far and away the worst. Yeah. And also the one that's far and away the least essential. Yeah. Because Skyfall doesn't really have much to do. There's like one off like like line about Vesper and that's really more about Casino Royale than anything. So Yeah. But that uh, I don't know the with the the Craig movies his experiences throughout the movies are obviously carried with him. But I like you get that you know what I mean like yeah. you don't have to know the specifics if you know the theme. That's that's fair. I just it, it feels like what it used to be was kind of what the uh, what they're going for with Mad Max, like a legend of this character, and you see yes. him. And by changing the character, it makes it even better because you're seeing him portrayed different ways through the eye of the director at the time or whoever the casting agent, whatever. But like you're that that's kind of fun, and this this takes away from that little. That like legend aspect of it, or even it like kind of goes to like like the Burton Schumacher Batman's of the eighties and nineties. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like episodic, but not fully like serialized. Yeah, except the weird thing about those is one, two, and three, sure, but four is like a direct sequel to three. Was it? I don't know. It feels that way. <laughs> it was. It is. You know why it is? The only. And there's really only one reason. It's because Robin is in it. Yeah. Played by Chris O'Donnell specifically. Yeah. That but movie. That's about it. The, uh, the Alfred's on his deathbed in the fourth one. And it's because of that movie. <laughs> so, it was. It was just killing him to do that. It's actually kind of really weird that. They kept Chris O'Donnell's Robin, but changed to Batman's. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, let's not let's not look too far into that. That's the only other thing that really ties them together is like they took all of like the theme and a lot of the visual stuff from the from Batman Forever. Like the nipples. And they just (laughs) expanded on it in the next one and made it so campy that it just collapsed like nuclear implosion yeah. like like yeah. a fusion it, it does definitely implodes upon itself uh speaking of alfred being on his deathbed there's a wow, alfred <laughs> there's an alfred series coming out uh it's going to be on epics and it's called pennyworth and I hadn't, I did not hear anything about this prior. I'm actually, I'm not saying this is a joke. I'm actually kind of excited about it. It sounds interesting <laughs> to me. Uh, <laughs> but then, <laughs> why is this so funny to you? <laughs> why the fuck is there an Alfred show? Uh, because they did something interesting with him in Gotham, I guess. So they're figuring, why not explore that a little further? So is it a spinoff? Are they keeping the same don't actor? Know, I, no, I don't believe so. There's auditions right now for, for the role What's of Alfred, the- so... Uh, let me just, I'm going to read this quick. This is from CBR.com. Uh, this is just a quick thing that I came across on the flipboard. I added it there if you want to read further into it. Pennyworth was ordered straight to series for a 10-episode first season. You just can't get over the, the fact that it's called Pennyworth. Anyway, the series will present... No, I was young... actually laughing at the fact that it was ordered straight to series. <laughs> straight to series. 
The series will present a young Alfred in the 1960s who is just retired from his service as a British Special Air Service soldier. The young veteran will somehow come to meet Thomas Wayne, and together they will form a secret organization where Alfred's special skills will come in handy. All of this assumed to culminate in Alfred leaving his homeland behind to move to Gotham City, where he will become trusted friend and honorary member of the Wayne family. That, it feels like 10 episodes is probably enough. Like, like total. Like, just a quick, yeah, like, and that's something that I think I would like to start to see more of. If that was limited, an actual limited thing. series, a limited series in a situation like this, like uh, well, that- we got you know, we have our Netflix Daredevil, right? And we have like those things, and they they're they're meant to be extended upon and make extra. But if you wanted to take take an arc, do it and be done and move on, like that's that's would that would be a great way to move that medium from the page to the screen. Well, I'm not even just talking about comic book stuff, but. Uh, I'm cool with the rise of limited series in general. Not that everything should be that, because I certainly don't right. believe that. There, there's but, a place for all of this stuff. Yeah, I think that this story is going to get stale after 10 episodes. Yeah, definitely. So, um, wrap it up. Prequel stuff does that often, except yeah. for Better Call Saul, which I just I hadn't been able to watch the first couple weeks. The third episode of the new season just aired this week. Uh, and I just got caught up with all three of them. But that's because and Vince Gilligan's a genius now. I'm behind on that show. That um, show, with the Americans ending earlier this year, that is the new leader in the clubhouse for best show on TV currently. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna, it's I'm so have to good. Catch up. The show is so good. And yeah. it's getting a lot closer to Breaking Bad now because in this season alone, a bunch of people have showed up in the show who were in Breaking Bad. Even if they were just in it for two seconds, whether that show or the show a bunch of characters have been showing up as well as some that have already over the first three seasons. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I definitely want to go back in and catch up on that show. It's, I remember I, I, I stopped watching it, but not for any like particular reason other than I canceled just, my cable. Yeah. It, just, it, was, it wasn't because you didn't like it. It just right. it was one of those that happens. It was, it's probably like it was, that was definitely one of the shows that it's like, ah, oh, do I really want to pull the plug on this? And I did. And I I do miss that, but uh, it, it it's it's super it's very entertaining. Good. It's great writing. Um, what's his face? Why can't I think of his his name? Bob Odenkirk is phenomenal. I love he him. Is. He's so great. So uh, I'm definitely gonna have to check back in on that and catch up. Uh, that is it. That's all I have news wise. Do you have anything else? Oh, just that while you were reading that thing about uh, like the origin for like Alfred or whatever, um, I didn't realize that they wholesale ripped that off for um woodhouse and archer (laughs) (laughs) woodhouse's backstory was almost exactly that first bit of the synopsis you read (laughs) i didn't realize they like completely ripped that off because i don't i'm not a big comics book reader so like i don't know those sorts of things like what the origin of alfred was pre-batman not yeah i i don't know anything about the history of Alfred. The only thing I know is the uh, the glimpse that we get into him in The Dark Knight, which I love so much. Yes. No, which is, is great and everything. Um, Michael Cole. Yeah, no, I just didn't know, like, what young Alfred... Can they just... Or they got a... No, Pennyworth, no. It should have been young Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> That's... No, I would have left What's him Pennyworth? <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? That's it. Uh, so that's it for this week, then. 
we're done. We'll Honestly, see on its own, not a terrible episode. No, no, not a, not at all. So we're about to ruin it by talking about this godforsaken movie. So can, uh, no, we gotta spice this up. We can we go all in on. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna get into it. Uh, the movie's called Good Time. I was making a very bad joke before. Um, it got Al, so it's a success. Appropriate joke. Uh, so, yeah, it would be. Um, the movie is not good. That's the, it's okay. I, it's I'm okay. Gonna, I'm gonna start. It's there. okay. I'm, I'm gonna vehemently disagree with that. No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, it's okay that it's not good. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is okay that we haven't Guys, had one of these. We've been on a run, and I mean, if you haven't figured this out, like we we choose to watch the things that interest us, whether it be because we know it's good, whether it's because it's on a thing that we want to watch, a director that we like, an actor that we like, whatever. Um, so there is a kind of a bias towards us almost cherry picking the movies right. that we're going to do, uh, kind of nine times out of 10. Cause that's not always what we do. Like I sometimes look at, you know, you know, what am I missing? What's new on Netflix that I've never heard of before? Stuff like that. That's how we got into enemy and I ended up really liking that movie. Sure. Well, okay. Also to, to add to that, if there is a movie that you would like us to cover, please send your requests. To flicks in the six at spintune.com. We will we do received, this. We received a request. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The it's, request it's, is, I have to look it up because I always fuck up the name. I always want to call it Just Go With It, the Adam Sandler movie, and that's not what it is. Um, I, th- I think it's Get Over It. Get Over yes. It. I was mentioning it to you and Kim when you guys were here a few weeks ago. Okay. Um, I think it would be a movie that you guys would both uh, get on board with watching. Okay. Um, it's got a great cast of people who were either not at all famous or just getting famous at the time. It came out in 2001. Cool. I will read you the cast list, the main cast list. Kirsten Dunst, Ben Foster, Melissa Sage Miller, Cisco, that is the Thong Songs, Excellent. Cisco, Shane West, Colin Hanks, Zoe Saldana, huh. Mila Kunis. Whoa, whoa. Ed Begley Jr., Martin Short, Carmen Electra. Okay. That's cool. Well, ensemble going. It is a high school movie about a bunch of high school students who do the play A Midsummer Night's Dream. Or at least that's kind of a through line running throughout the the movie. It's not really what it's about. Okay. Um, And I believe from. I think that the idea was that it was supposed to be kind of meta that kind of something that goes on with the relationships of the characters like matches up to the storyline matches up to the story of a midsummer night's dream but I cannot verify like, that cuz like a I 10 never, things i hate about you kind of situation I wouldn't know cuz okay. I never saw that movie. It's a phenomenal movie. But um yeah, I never read the Shakespeare play so It already sounds a thousand picture, times better I think better I than this. Oh no, it's it's a fun movie. I okay. wouldn't say that it's a good movie in the way that most you know most 2000 ish uh high school comedy type movies oh okay are not so good movies per se but it is a very entertaining movie so that's why you picked this you were resetting the bar is that why you picked this movie no i i, I didn't pick it it was a request no good time did you make no, good I, time so that you could reset the bar no i picked good time because way back i saw a trailer for it and I was vaguely interested. And then you saw the movie, and then you still told me to watch it. 
Well, because we had already committed to doing it, and if I had to suffer through it, then you did too. So Kim says that your decision-making privileges have been revoked because you don't realize that it extends to her because she watched the movies with me, and I thought that was really funny because we both sat there watching the movie. So here's here's the sucky thing, the really sucky thing about this movie. It took three sitting sittings to get through <laughs> this. Because no, man, you did it wrong. This is a Band-Aid I, situation. Yeah, absolutely should have ripped the Band-Aid off because the movie felt like 17 hours. Uh, See, the thing is, it's not that long. I know, it's like 12 minutes. I think it was that big of a deal. But, <laughs> but it's an so hour and a half long. We sat down to watch it. Um, mind you, the credits start about 20 minutes into the movie. That's neither here nor there. We, <laughs> we, we sat down to watch the movie. We put it on, and we're both disgusted by the characters and what's happening on screen. And she was I just like, should... I can't watch this. And I was like, it's like, that, that's fair. So we turned it off. And then the next day I put on and I watched a little bit further. And then when she came home, I turned it off. I was like, I'm not subjecting you to this. And then she said, just watch it. And I said, no. And then today I was like, well, I have to finish it because we need to do this episode. So I caught her up on the 10 minutes that she, or it was, it was probably like 20 to 30 minutes that she missed, which is really about not like, it's really nothing. So you and sat down and watched the last 20 minutes of the movie then? So we sat down and watched it and it felt like an eternity. And it's just so bad. The movie has... I'm going to say almost no redeeming qualities. Um, from a narrative standpoint, yes, that I would absolutely agree with. Uh, my tweet-length review of this movie would be, bad things happening to bad people. Mine is a garbage movie about shitty people doing shitty things and getting what they deserve. <laughs> um, basically the same thing. Yours just had more words. Yep. Um, I think it, reached, it meets the cap, though. Yes. Yeah, no, I wasn't worried about trying to fill the full tweet. <laughs> I just know that I could fit that into a tweet. Um, right, and I right. actually, I, do, I usually try not to do this, but I was having trouble um, on my phone trying to dump my notes into to OneNote, and I clicked on your thing, and I was like, oh, well, I'm here. I might as well read the notes. Um, and I read them, and I was like, huh, his say almost exactly the same thing as me, just the words are slightly different. <laughs> That's we great. We basically have all the same notes. <laughs> That's amazing. So let's 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 dive in real quick. So we have this is the story of a brother and his mentally handicapped brother. They rob a bank. Things Badly. go wrong. They rob a bank poorly. Things go wrong, obviously. And then the in, the rest of the movie is spent with the brother trying to get his other brother out of jail. Because he's yes. afraid that he's going to die there because he's he is mentally handicapped. He thinks that he's going to do something wrong. Because they sent wrong. them to Rikers. Yeah. And they sent the mentally hand, handicapped man to Rikers. Right. But, okay. And here's the thing. That driving force as a plot point, as a device, the motivator for the main character, that could have worked. Could have worked, but we only touch on it in the beginning and at the very end. And I understand that that's the entire movie is him trying to get this man out. I mean, it's kind of a through line. He mentions it, it throughout. He mentions it, but it's 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 overlooked. It's just not. I don't think it's handled very well. And here's my point: is it that could have I, been handled better. Although they do check back in they, well more in the first third of the movie or so. Yeah, they forget about him for the second act and yeah, the, the third. Yeah, the middle section of the movie, uh, the brother is not on screen at all. I don't think so. Yeah, no, not, not, not once. Um, yeah. Terrible pacing shoot. Uh, but the one of the things though, like that, like I said, that could have been an interesting thing, and you could have 
dive like you could dove could have dove into that a little bit more explore like what it means for the main character why he has this like you know it it it's an interesting idea right where he's very protective of his brother like that's a cool thing i like that uh but it's not it it falls short and i don't if even though they're trying to do that it doesn't work because of this delicate balancing issue because if they explored that more the movie would have been longer Maybe, but there's a good chunk of the movie. No, no, that's it, completely... it, it, it would have to be. Well, there's chunks of the movie that are completely unnecessary. There's a lot. There's a lot of what is basically B-roll for no reason at all, <laughs> and it's bad. It's real bad. Like there's helicopter shot. Like they they got a helicopter to shoot like ten minutes of driving footage. It's bad, they, <laughs> Al. It's really did bad. They even. I'm I'm trying to remember because it was been a few weeks no, since I've seen the movie. They, they did, I assure you. <laughs> well, no, the, because uh, the reason I'm asking is some of it honestly could have just been straight CGI. Yeah, it's funny. I, no, I don't think it was. It looked it looked like it was. Well, if anything, maybe it was okay-ish CGI. <laughs> so his like his like on foot getaway late in the like at the end of the movie. Oh I'm fairly certain that that was CGI. Really. Yeah. Doesn't make it better. It makes it cheaper. Okay. Well, that's. that's or, I'm glad that you said that because there's an ethical re- there's an ethical issue with this movie, and that is the fact that it costs a certain amount of money to make this, and that money could have been spent doing way better things. Well, I imagine that the amount of money they spent on this is not very significant because Was it's it more like, than a dollar. Well, I don't think that Robert Pattinson would go for less than the per diem. So, well. That's my point. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. Um, this movie has a sickening amount of close-up shots. It is borderline the last season of Walking Dead, and it's bad. <laughs> and it's it's way too much. I, I understand using that for effect, but it's done. 90% of this movie is a close-up shot of someone's face. I, that seems hyperbolic. It's okay. It, it is. It is. It's eighty nine. Uh, it's too much. It's horrible. It's disorienting, especially in the first act of the movie. It's like it's so with the lighting and what's happening in the first act, and having the camera that tight to someone's face, it made me want to vomit. Did not add any dramatic effect. I could see those people's faces from a few feet back. Pull the fucking camera out. Like, what are you doing? It was. It was not okay. The other part of this that added to this nausea is the the music. So we had this great idea. The uh, the aesthetic of like the the shots in the film feels like an old eighties movie, like a, like an early eighties movie. The music with, feels like an early eighties. I would say with the soundtrack to match it. I actually right. I dug like the lighting and the vibe and the score to the whole movie, but that's probably the only good thing about the movie those two things are great the sound mixing on the other hand was terrible and the sound i don't don't recall was disorienting and it would jump up and down between the sound effects the music and the music and the background and the vocal track and it would it it was just not handled well also disorienting so it was disorienting to your eyes and ears and completely offensive to your whole body (laughs) (laughs) i am very upset with this movie (laughs) uh it wasn't great uh, don't understand the title. I will agree with you on that because watching this movie wasn't a good time. No. No. 
Um, let me let me let me go through my list here real quick. Sickening barrage of close-up shots. Some of the worst sound editing I've ever noticed. <laughs> uh, like the early '80s aesthetic and dark ominous tones. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um, yeah, like that that piece was okay. The my favorite part of this movie. Um, we're in spoiler territory because you shouldn't be watching this movie. I cannot recommend it to you. Uh, <laughs> my favorite part of this movie is one of the shitty characters falling off a building. Oh, that was incredible. And I was just like, thank God. I was openly laughing during that, like, out loud. I was sitting in my basement watching this movie alone, and I was laughing out loud when, because for a couple reasons. One, because I was like, he's going to end up falling or jumping yes, off the building. absolutely. And then it happened, and I started laughing. <laughs> when he goes into the bedroom, I'm like, he's going to fall out the window. And then he opens the window. I'm like, he's going to go out the ledge, and he's going to fall off the building. And then he goes around the ledge. I'm like, he's going to reach over to the next ledge and he's going to fall off the building. And then he does. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and there's like a, oh, how about, okay. You want to talk about sound editing again for a second. There's a scream that is synced up with that fall that starts about two seconds too late. And it's, it, it almost ruins the experience of this guy dying for you. Uh, <laughs> and there's. The other piece of it is, uh, I am the captain now. What's his name? <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> um, something Barkhead, isn't it? Uh, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Oh, sorry, uh, Barkhead Abdi. Barkhead Abdi. He, uh, there. Whatever's going on with his track when they're picking him up, the it those sounds are not coming out of him. The the screams, the the way that they're coming out, it doesn't match up right. Also weird. Did not. Did not approve of that. The movie frustrates me, Al. <laughs> Everything about the movie frustrates me. But this Every, is a good Everybody thing. in the movie frustrates me. We need this sort of catharsis because we've been spoiled, with the exception of that mystery episode that will be re- released at some point later this year. Oh, I um, about that. We need in this catharsis of something that we didn't like because we were on too good of a run. You know, you know how the good? stock market needs a correction once in a while? <laughs> yeah, this was ours. This was our correction. Plus, yeah. we got a good beer. It's not like we had a sh- I didn't That's... give you a shit beer to drink with the shit movie. I appreciate that. It could have been much worse. The one cool thing, though, when they robbed the bank, those masks were pretty awesome. They were. I liked the masks. That was about it. Man. Can we talk about the heist itself? Because yeah. I was doing play-by-play, like while they were doing it and i'm like you guys are the dumbest bank robbers i've ever seen yeah and like you thought like oh it's gonna be super easy job we got it all it started off with some decent ideas behind it you know the note the masks the whole you know what you're wearing construction outfit they had change of clothes yeah stuff like that there was some planning that went into this Mm -hmm. but the execution in the moment was piss poor. A couple of things. One, you brought a mentally handicapped man on a bank robbery with you. Not a wise decision. No. Literally anyone else, including someone who was actively trying to double cross you, would have probably been a better choice. Because mm-hmm. he's just not meant to deal with the amount of stress that's going on there. No, absolutely not. Um, no matter how much you can trust him, because you can, he's your brother. You guys love each other. It's great. I, 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 I can understand that part of it, wanting to have someone to have your back. Two, if you're robbing a bank 
And you've done a very good job of only letting the teller know and threatening them properly so that they will not hit the sensor triggering, you know, the silent sensor or whatever. Do not tell that person to leave the room and leave your site to get you more cash. Right. In fact, that was even more important than the mentally handicapped brother being along. So stupid. So stupid. I was like actively angry, like, how fucking stupid are you? <laughs> when she left and came back with the money, I was like, man, I can't wait for the ink to explode. Yep, that's what I was saying. I was like, so you know that all has those ink pellets in it now, right? You know that when you told her to go out of your sight to get more money? That was so stupid. I feel bad for the cab driver. <laughs> oh, yeah, having the. You know what? That was kind of cool. I've just seen the one that just kind of squirts some ink before. I've never seen this fucking smoke bomb. Yeah. thing go off before that was kind of cool that was cool um not enough to redeem anything oh no no but then there's yeah. the okay here's a here's a fun a fun thing when did you know that it wasn't his brother that he broke out of the hospital um pretty early you did? Because I didn't know even after he started talking. And I was like, did they forget that his brother was challenged? <laughs> and I was very confused. And this could have been because I broke watching the movie twice. So the way it all went down, him breaking him <laughs> out, it seemed like they were setting up hijinks to ensue. But then it became... The Family Guy joke that we talk about all the time, where they spent so much time not revealing that he got it wrong that I was like, huh, maybe I was wrong about that. Maybe he did get his brother out. And then it was unclear when the reveal happens at first, right? It was unclear because he starts freaking out. I'm talking about the Robert Pattinson character, Connie. He starts freaking out, but it's pitch black. You can't see what he's freaking out about. And then, yeah, he starts talking. He was like, was was the whole mentally challenged thing like a ruse? Is he not? Right. Because that's a different right. voice. It was like, or are they finally paying off that whole thing I thought was going on where he, oh, yep, that's what they're doing. He broke out someone else. Okay, it only took you guys like, what, half an hour to, <laughs> to pay oh, that yeah, off at least? That's what I, I honestly, I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that they were, that they were like trying to pull the wool over your eyes and he wasn't challenged. I legit thought they forgot. That's how bad this movie is. <laughs> no, to their credit, they executed it all properly. I do think they waited too long to come back around on it. Let's not let's not say to their credit. Let's not give these folks credit. This movie was not good. <laughs> well, I do want to be a little bit fair because I, don't. I mean, <laughs> I'm not I'm not feeling fair today, Al. That's fair. Um, <laughs> these. Guys haven't well really made much in the way of movies. This is their first feature film. Just, just the guy. You know, the guy who played the brother is one of the two co-directors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm aware. I'm aware of the travesty. <laughs> the the whole. One, the one the one funny thing was the the sweet old lady on the accessor ride 
who then turns out to be a little strange. God only knows what's going on in that house. Actually, fairly strange. That yeah. was weird. There, I feel like I actually that was the most interesting part of the movie. I would have like to go. You want to dive deeper into that character? Yeah, just everything around that whole thing because this could have turned into a different, probably better movie. Uh, the you know what concerned me? The amount of acid that was poured down that guy's throat. Is he dead? Is he gonna die now? How does that work? I'm not familiar with the drug. Um, I don't know what it's really going to do to you, but he uh, that was a lot, right? Because well, a little did... drop of it is really what set this guy on a bender earlier in the, in the movie. <laughs> and he didn't poured they, about a quarter of a cup down it? his mouth. Didn't they dilute it? Some? I don't know. I really don't know. They definitely gave him way too much. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he would die. I'm certainly no expert. Um, probably going to fuck him up. Probably going to fuck him up for quite some time. There was a another. There's a line in the movie that really frustrated me, though. Um, now, if I'm gonna give credit to anything, Robert Pattinson did pull off playing this douche character really well. Well, this is really why I wanted to see this movie. Um, was because at the time I saw the trailer for this for the first time, I knew it was like a festival movie. That was not yet coming out to like box office stuff. I saw it was A24, so I was interested. This is our first A24 miss. Um, this is A24? Yes. You could tell from the vibe. Because um, they have. I don't remember seeing that in. Particular vibe. In credits at all. Yeah, it was. Huh. Um, what I was interested by was at the time that this came out, I had just recently seen. What the, hell? the Lost City of Zed, okay. which had Robert Pattinson in it, and which I didn't even realize was Robert Pattinson at first because he was like, well, for one, the movie was taking place in the early 1900s, so different, you know, aesthetic, and he had a beard and glasses and put on a bit of a. I mean, he's still playing an English person, but he was, you know, he was put on a bit of a different accent, and he wasn't playing, you know, a vampire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Or an edgy wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Those characters are kind of basically the same. Um, oh, my God. So he was actually really good in that movie. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe he really can act. He's just been doing these movies because, well, I mean, I would do them too for the amount of money he made, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but I had no actual indication that he was a good actor from those. Sure. Um, so when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, he's a pretty good actor. (laughs) I hate that movie so much. And I love Harry Potter and I hate the Goblet of Fire (laughs) so much. That's a conversation for another time. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, he was a good actor in that movie. I was like, oh shit, he can act. I was intrigued by him and his character in that movie. I saw that he was going to be playing a serious role is the star of like an indie movie. I was like, oh, let me check that out. I'm kind of interested. I'm kind of interested by this whole thing of this guy who got this run all night type of vibe where he's robbing a bank and he's trying to save his brother and there's all this stuff. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it's got, a lot, it's got a lot of elements that would lead to an entertaining, energetic movie. That's why I wanted to watch this movie. Yep. It blew up in our faces. Oh, yeah. This is a... I don't regret the process behind trying to see this movie. The, you know what bothers me a lot is the – I see 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. I'm like, 
Stop it. Yeah, it scored. It was like an 80 on Metacritic or something. Yeah, the Rotten Tomato score was in the high 80s, wasn't it? I didn't see the Rotten Tomatoes. I don't really go on Rotten Tomatoes very often. But, like, no. Just absolutely not. I can see the elements of how this movie could have been a good movie. There are aspects of that. The thing is, um, while the potential for this to be an interesting, good movie was there, it did not deliver in that category. Other than the fact that I thought he... Well, he had to carry the movie. He's the star. He spends by far the most time on screen, most lines in the movie, whatever. Um, And just as a showcase of his talent, pretty good. As a movie, not very good. We have the Jennifer Jason Leigh character. Who reaffirmed my disdain for her. She's in the movie for... Three scenes? Ten minutes. Maybe. Five, ten minutes. Is not necessary at all. The plot? Whether or not she is, I wish she was on screen less. It just... It, it was just like another thing that was just unnecessary. She could have been crucially important and I still would have wanted her not on screen. Why do you hate her so much? I don't know. Hmm. It, you know what it is? She always looks and sounds like she's about to cry. <laughs> Well, I felt that way watching this movie, so that's fine. I felt that way during Annihilation 2, and oh thankfully she didn't do any actual crying. In right. this, she does. Right, right. You know what really what really made me the angriest in this during this this whole uh, little little journey that I went on with this movie? Do tell. There's a line that Robert Pattinson's character has where he says it's not my fault. And I said, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> like, I was so... When that line came out, I was like, you are everything that is wrong with society. <laughs> and cool. it uh, it really... It, like, I actually think my blood boiled. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. Like steam I'm, came out of your ears my, and pores? My chest hurts right now thinking about it. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it made me so mad. And I was just like... When he when he gets caught in the lamest possible way, that is almost as satisfying as the guy dying. Well, they happen back to back. Yeah, yeah. It was the it was the one too. And when the uh, <laughs> when we're in the cop car and you know we have the camera two inches up his right nostril, Kim goes, "Is that it?" And I was like, "God, I hope so." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, there was another few more minutes to make us remember that, oh, right, his brother was supposed to be some driving force behind this. Let's bring him back in before we roll the credits. Let's let's not forget to do that. The only positive thing that happened in the movie. I watched a movie. So the only person who deserves something positive happened to him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I watched a movie years ago. We used to watch B-movies on Tuesday nights. We get them from Blockbuster, just random garbage. One of the uh, one of the, my dad's friends from the pizzeria dropped off a random movie because he caught wind of this. It was called Zombies Gone Wild. <laughs> it was horrendous, but you know it's horrendous going in. It's a B movie. It's funny. We enjoy. We we, we found it entertaining. The best. Wait, was thing about, it was a B movie or was it a B softcore porn movie? No, no, it was just a B movie. Because the name Zombies Go I, Wild. I, I, I'm aware. 
But that's, you can understand that's, my that's not at all. Not at all where this was. So the beauty of this movie, though, is that towards what would have been the end, they stop, turn to the camera, and say, we ran out of money. This is all we've got. We hope you enjoyed it. And they walk away. <laughs> I mean, that's the Monty Python thing, and right? That movie is a hundred times better than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. Um, that's all I got. I, I am interested at times by the kind of setup of this movie of just everything's about the chase. And in this case, it was kind of a multi-layered thing where it's literally being chased, chasing money, chasing girls, chasing vindication for his brother, vindication for his own life and life choices. You know, as meta as a movie like this can be. So I, I wanted to like it and i was very much not capable of doing that <laughs> you know what's yeah I, I i agree with that the i could see if you think about if you read the plot synopsis if you think about the elements that, that are at play it could have been good i could see why you would think that going in it's not yeah no it's, it's not, not. No, i have no illusions that no it, it's i the reason i wanted to end up doing this was kind of a dissection of a movie gone wrong sure um, you know what? Also, oh, sorry, I'm just finding all sorts of things that really piss me off about this. Oh, good, good man. That's... Uh, he thinks that he's better than the other guy, the one that falls off the building. Yeah, they have a conversation about that, right? Yeah, he's not. No. He's marginally. <laughs> it, it's he's he's just a different type of terrible. Yes, he's not better. Well, for one, he's just like flat out smarter. He's he is a ter- more terrible adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> no, to say like he is like un- I- I- like undoubtedly a just a smarter human being and the worst. You got a dumb person. You got a smart dumb person. Ooh, it's a recipe for disaster. Yes, which disaster they find? Disaster they find. He no, I mean, disaster. yeah, he's he is quote unquote better, and that he is trying to take care of his brother. Though that's it. it takes him until the very end of the movie, and this is actually really kind of the only redeeming part of all this, was that um, he does finally realize that that's not the case. Because he could have put up a fight and dragged it out and this and that, and in the end he gives in and says, well, not says, I don't think he actually says it on screen or even in like a monologue type of thing, but um, he, like, he, he carries out the idea that the whole reason I'm doing this is to better my myself and my brother. I'm not going to be able to better myself, but I can better my brother's station by just taking the full fall for this. And it gets his brother what he needs, mm-hmm. the care that he needs by people who can actually do that for him. Sure. So I do think they could have done a lot better job of getting us to that point. Yeah, yeah, probably about five minutes into the movie. I mean, he They probably could have full- wrapped that up before the credits rolled based on the pacing of this movie. There's but, a before the opening long- credits rolled. Mind There's you. a full-on statutory rape that goes on. That made me wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> just to avoid him being revealed as yep. the criminal that he is. Yeah. He committed a crime to hide how criminal he was. It's not his fault, though. 
I mean, he grabbed <sighs> her and started making out with her. I'm, I'm going to go with it. it's his fault. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm quoting him. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <sighs> um, which is funny, though, because I'm pretty sure she told him already, right, that she was like 16. Yeah. So it's his fault. He, he, you know what, though? What's you know, very upsetting about that conversation is as it happens, it's like he hears that number and he's like, oh, OK, then we're good. I'm like, what? No, nope. that's that's not how. Do you do you know how not great. He's just do, not great do you know at numbers. You don't know the numbers. He's not great. No, no, you don't know things. You don't know things. Uh, when he's, I asked Kim this question. She went. Her response was, eh. uh, "The he dyes his hair. Yeah, bad. He's, got, he's got very very dark hair. Mm-hmm. He dyes it with blonde hair dye. Then he has very very blonde hair. Don't think it would have worked that well." Well, because I don't think he dyed it. He he bleached it. It was, I don't know, it was hair dye. Yeah, I'm just saying that the, the net result was a bleaching of the hair. Yeah. But I feel like it was too, it, it worked too well. I mean, she said, I don't know what color that's going to come out. It's not very that's, good. <laughs> that's fair. Oh, my God. He, man, this movie made me angry. I think that that's probably the way you should come out of this is a little anger at what's going on. Also, this is one of the movies that like, even though you're told it's like New York, it's, is it though? Yes, it absolutely 100% <laughs> is because I went to high school with people like this. I, oh no, I meant people like, like this constantly. I meant like the actual city. Oh, that I don't, I don't think so. You know, what I mean? like, <laughs> if you told me it was the subway map, there was a subway map. Okay. That no, I'm it. just saying, like, the parts where they were like in like residential areas, like looked like it could have passed for like Brooklyn or something. Mm-hmm. But like, when they're in the city, I didn't see an Empire I, State I, Building. Yeah, tell you what, they were able to pull off those shots when driving the car with the helicopter, and there's no traffic. It wasn't the city. <laughs> that's just, what I'm saying. Like, just there was nothing about it that made it feel like New York City, other than maybe the shitty people with the exaggerated accents. Right, right. That's oh my god. What a what a disaster. This whole it's this a shame because I uh, I really did want to like the movie, and mm-hmm. there's no just justification for liking the movie. No, not a one. Not a with the exception of one. our patents and performing fairly well. Yeah, but not an exception. Not enough of an exception. Oh no, no, no! He still. So knew, if it quick. wasn't clear from this, don't watch this movie <laughs> at all. Don't do it. You know what you should watch? <coughs> In sorry, between the last episode and this episode, I did watch three excellent movies though. Oh, do tell. Movies that I had seen before. Well, two oh. actually, two of three. I, the one of them I hadn't, and I'm actually surprised I never saw. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, rewatch that. Fantastic. Which is just a if you if you just need a laugh, just or maybe just a cry. Go. You know, there's a great there's one of my really favorite things that goes on in this movie because it happens in there's a lot of scenes where it happens. There's a very subtle, quick delivery of a line that's just so funny. Where there's one where um, Jason Segel's standing at the desk, and he's uh, he's talking to Mila Kunis. And he's like, is she coming my way? Yep. 
I wish I wasn't wearing this fucking shirt. And then he, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like the, like those quick deliveries. That's that's what makes that movie. There's all sorts of hidden things that you'll catch, like new ones every time you watch it. There's like really quick lines in there that are either off screen or slightly muffled in the background, like, and they're just they're just solid gold. So that movie is wildly entertaining. The other movie that I watched was The Prestige. Yes. Man, is that a good movie? It sure is. I forgot a lot of that movie. So I remembered I remember the whole Hugh Jackman trick twist. I'm not gonna explain that because that, that movie was also recommended to us by one of our adoring fans. I'll happily do that movie. As uh, if we need a movie when we don't have a new release to do. Uh, though do I've it. seen the movie several times all the way through, yeah. but I would probably want to rewatch it start to finish to do the episode because there's so much going on that I want to have all the the details right there I at my watched disposal. it this week and I'd still want to watch it again before we did it. It's that good. It's that de- it's that deep. There's that much going on in it. No, I love that movie. There's things that I picked up on. This time around, now mind you, I saw the movie once when it came out, so I I forgot a good deal of this movie. The secondary twist I actually figured out along the way this time, probably because in my subconscious I know that it happens, but I couldn't tell you the scenes as they were coming. Anyway, um, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, and I it just remembered how good of a movie that is, and great dialogue, great like production design, like the whole thing. Is incredible. It's very good movie. It's it's captivating from minute one. The movie's like two hours and twenty minutes. It goes by. It, a it's flash. a long movie that actually quite often is slow moving, but never drags. No, not not once. You are on the edge. Knowing everything that happens, you'll be on the edge of your seat watching it. The performances are tremendous. I can't I can't say enough good things about the prestige, especially after watching this outright garbage party <laughs> that is a good time so i watched that really enjoyed it really was thinking about it a lot wanted definitely want to do an episode on that i think it'll be fantastic and then the other movie that i watched was the the dante's peak to that volcano or vice versa the illusionist the illusionist and i had I not seen it before i've never seen it and it's not nearly as good but that's because it came out right next to it <laughs> it would it's a it's actually a very entertaining movie, very well acted. Uh, it made me not hate Paul Giamatti. I didn't even know he was in it. Is that uh, is that Edward Norton? It is. It is, and it's it's a it's a it's a good movie. It's it's well done. <laughs> that just reminded me. I never got to sit down and watch. It just came out a couple of weeks ago. The um, or maybe almost a month ago. The roast of Bruce Willis on Comedy Central. I, yeah, I still need to watch that. Uh, I was watching a little bit of it today, and. Kevin Pollack, of all people, did not expect to see him pop up on a roast or anywhere, really, um, was doing his, you know, roasting. And Edward Norton is also on the dais. He is one of the roasters. And (laughs) I think he said I worked with Edward Norton once before. Great guy, great actor. You want to know how brilliant Edward Norton is? Just ask him. He'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. But that, that the, the Illusionist was very entertaining. It's it's not the same caliber as Prestige, which is oh my god, what a great movie! Uh, and it was just a treat. It was a treat to watch those. Probably things a very this week. underrated movie because 
if you ask people their favorite Nolan movie, I don't think it comes up very often, but it might be my favorite of his, if not also being like his best. It's certainly up there. I mean, they're all up there. He hasn't made a bad movie. No, it's certainly towards the top of that list. Yeah. But I feel like it kind of gets crowded out for some reason. I mean, Inception was always going to be popular, and The Dark Knight has its cult following by people who aren't really Christopher Nolan fans. Not that that makes them better or worse. Just like it's like people love the Nolan Batmans, but don't necessarily love his whole filmography. And that's fine. But I think that's the reason why it gets left out. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. He, uh, man, I absolutely love his films. They're so good. They're everything movies should be and more. And on that, we I, I mean, I can go out on a high note there thinking about The Prestige, unless you want to bring me back down and talk about that shit movie again. No, uh, you know, uh, we've... Good, let's, let's stay there then. We've, we've done what we needed to do. We've... <laughs> uh, that, was a, that was a rough one. You had a pretty good time making this episode. Yeah, it was good. We, it, was, it was entertaining. That's it for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. Thank you for joining us. If you want to keep the conversation going, I'm at AEJ Costanzo on Twitter and Instagram. Al is at Alessandro B. 1187. Check out the Flicks Flipboard Magazine to follow the stories that we cover each week and Flicks in a Six on Instagram for teases of what's to come. If you have a topic for the show, as I mentioned earlier, send those topics and questions and movies that you want us to review to Flicks in a Six at SpinTune.com. We will answer, and we'll be back next week with more movie and beer goodness. Until then... Cheers.